Jim Berenger, Jay Schneider here, Mad Radio Network, The Last Word on Hockey, Season 3, Episode 4. We're here a little earlier today here at 4 p.m. here on Mad Radio Network just because we have some other things going on at 6 o'clock. But today we are going to be talking about the Pacific Division. The last three weeks we've been going over each division, uh, looking our favorites, what teams we like to see, and, you know, and different trends in each division and who's going to finish out on, um, on top. But, you know, before we get in there, Jay, again, welcome to the program. We have a new setup today. We're trying StreamYard through our group here instead of Zoom. So if you notice a little different setup, just want to let you guys know about it. But welcome back to another Saturday show. And before you jump in, I just want to say, you know, Mark Weiss was supposed to join us today. Unfortunately, he's on assignment this week. Tried to get a guest or two, but we couldn't. So it's just going to be us today. Well, we've done this before, you know, like it's next man up in hockey. It's whatever it takes to get it done. So as best as we could do it and as best as I can remember names, I'll do my best. Absolutely. No, for sure. Uh, before we get into the Pacific Division um, and looking at the teams in that division, Let's talk about the news of the day from yesterday, which was uh, Morgan Riley signing a new eight-year extension with the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, 7.5 million AAV. And, you know, the Leafs have been a, it has been a topic of conversation uh, with, with us in the show before. You know, it seems like every week we're talking about the Leafs or the Rangers or, or teams like that. And, you know, one thing is um, a little – not concerning, but – you know, where are they going to find this money for Riley? Uh, obviously, it doesn't kick in until next season. But they also have another issue with, with Jack Campbell as well. He's played really well for them. But I like the deal for both sides, considering that Riley probably could have gotten over $9 million like the rest of the defensive market has been. Yeah. Um, I mean, great for the players. I mean, we've talked about how much money is front-loaded to the, you know, like the offense, all those offensive guys. Um, with the cap and everything, and they figure it out. Yeah, Riley took a home, like they said, with the hometown discount, and he could have definitely probably gotten more. But he like he loves where he is, and the Leafs were able to work it out somehow, which is a lot better than a lot of other teams are doing with their cap space. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, they have a they have core there that they, they're believing in this in this core. Marner, Matthews, and Nylander and Riley and all, and all that, that group. And Tavares is in on that group. So, you know, they made Riley a priority this year to, um, they got to sign him. He was going to be a free agent. I don't think they wanted to go through the same thing they went through with the other free agents. And it's good on Dubas to get this deal done. I think it's a reasonable cap it. He's a really important player to that defense. So we'll see where they can find the money to see if they can get, um, you know, other people. Yeah, uh, like we were talking about, you know, them hitting, you know, teams hitting cap and not being able to bring up guys when they need it. I mean, I think what they said, $76 is already guaranteed next year on, and they got to fill out the rest of the roster. 
So, you know, magic, see what kind of magic they, you know, could, they could do to keep, you know, the quality of this team towards, you know, going for a cup every year with these guys. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the Leafs are a big topic of conversation, especially with that core because of what's going on. You know, it's interesting because, you know, this team, they have, you know, they have high expectations every year. And this course just seems hasn't been getting it done. You know, Marner's had struggles this season. He, he really hasn't played well. Matthews is finally back in the mix of everything. And, you know, there's expectations on this team winning and maybe going through the adversity early will help them later on down the road. They still don't have Morazic. I think Jack Campbell's a really good goaltender. And that's, uh, you know, a piece that they're going to have to look for towards the future come, you know, come summer. I, I think they should keep this guy around. They're going to have to figure out a way to do so. Yeah, and I think Morazic just came off um, the, the IL. I think he's actually starting. Um, I do the Yahoo. I do the fantasy stuff. So I, I have him on one of my teams, and they said he was starting. So he's coming off the IL. Him and Campbell make a, a good combo, and they got to give Campbell some rest so that he stays healthy. You know, last year he just showed in a shortened season, you know, being a number one pick from years ago. He's showing the promise that, you know, he made him made him a high draft pick for many years. And, you you know, it's a good goalie tandem. Here we go again. Goalie tandem. But uh, Campbell's held the load. And now Mrazek is coming back and they can make a real good run here. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I think they're going to make a nice run with this this creep. You know, they got a big win against the Chicago team. They're going to have to start figuring out how to string some wins together. Uh, tough division, uh, as for sure. So please check out our preview on the Atlantic division. Uh, we go through the teams, team by team. So it's going to be interesting, you know, to say the least, uh, uh, watching this team and how they figure out how to balance the rest of this team. Like I said, I like the contract for both the player and the team. Um, they, I guess they finally did something right with this, with this stuff. So it's going to be interesting to watch out and, and see what they're going to do, you know, uh, before, again, before we hit, well, we could talk about this in a Pacific division as well as we shift over gears because the, the name of Jack Eichel is starting to heat up again. It appears that, you know, the a deal could happen as early as this weekend, who knows talks, um, are ramping up, see if he goes out. West because you know team like the LA Kings could use them though they have they already have the Noah Kopitar um maybe a team like Vegas and we could jump right in with Vegas Vegas this year struggling they're starting to come back a little bit I think they're starting to starting to find their groove without Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty and players like that but Vegas was a team everybody expected to do big things this year finish first in that division and they still may but you know a Eichel's always been linked to Vegas, but they're going to have to make cap space work to make it happen. But I like where Vegas is for sure. I, I, I don't know if that's what they need to get them over the top, um, a guy like that. But could you see a team like Vegas making a play for this guy? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, the Rangers took themselves out of it. Uh, I mean, I'm a Ranger fan. I mean, I would love to have a guy like Eichel, but with his neck, and all that and everything they would have had to given up to get them would have killed this rebuild. And they're doing really well and they're meshing. Um, I mean, because it's cycle, that's why I brought up the Rangers. Um, Vegas, I mean, Vegas is where the stars are. I mean, and Vegas has, what, no state tax? Yes, so, that's correct. I mean, they can work out a lot of different things. And they, and, and they can afford to give up like a, 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 a 
uh, prime guy or two and draft picks and not think twice about taking the risk for him. Because, I mean, again, it, they're, they're showing – I mean, they had a lot of injuries starting out this year. And, and, and I don't care what team you are. Once you start losing core guys, a, a major amount of core guys, you can't make it up just by putting a, a guy in a uniform. So they're, they're, they're showing, hey, fans, we're going to do everything we can to, to, to bring a cup here. And I don't think their fans would be mad by doing something like this. Because they're probably going to, you know, I don't know about the neck surgery and all that. I mean, he may not even come back this year, but, you know, get him now and you have him for next year, if not for later this year, for the run. And, I mean, Vegas is the place with gold and the lights and let's do this. I mean, let's put on a show and it's Jack Eichel. I mean, you hope and, you know, for the guy that he's able to come back from his neck. And if that's the case, then they got to steal. But it's a, an experimental um, neck surgery, and um, I'm not going to get into it. I mean, with necks, but if it could work for him, and it's then he and he becomes the star he was always, you know, made to be, then put on that gold helmet. And yeah, exactly. I hear you, know? you on that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look. To be honest, like it's crazy because you know. The discussions have been on and off the whole year in regards to him, whether he's going to be traded or not, where is he going to go? So many teams. And it seems like Vegas now with the injuries down the middle, that they could use a player like that. Again, I think Vegas has gotten away from what they were, this mid, this misfits. I mean, you could clearly yeah. see that, that what Gallant had with this team in their first year. I mean, granted, no team is supposed to go to the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, and even go to the final in their first year, but everything went to Vegas's way and they're learning now they're going through that expansion thing. But the thing is the destination of an expansion is I want to be in Vegas. I want to win like all this stuff, but from, from a perspective of goaltending, I, I think this team is, is um not the same. They don't have the best goaltending duo in this division anymore with Bronsois and, and Leonard. If flurry was still there, I think it would have been better um, because you have two number ones. I don't know if they trust Bressois or not, but it seems like Leonard's carrying a lot of the load. Yeah, and like I was doing is I have my stats here. Uh, Bressois has a 2.42 um, goals against with a 9.18 save percentage over 368 shots taken. I mean, you want to think you get the three to five hundred shots; those stats are normalized for the goalie. Um, and who's to say with Flurry? I mean, look how Flurry started with Chicago. If maybe, I mean, hey, I'll, I've always been a Flurry fan. I've always called for Flurry for the, you know, and winning the Vesna, you know, last year was something he should have gotten a couple of years ago, but he got it last year in a shortened season. And uh, Lerner needs now being the number one and being given the number one over the course of the past years of having real good seasons, the Islanders, the Blackhawks you know, going around and proving he's done it with all different kind of teams. But again, like Flurry's not there to take the pressure off him. Now it's on him. He is the number one goalie. And pressure, hopefully he can handle the pressure because he's proven to be a real good goalie over years. And Brossois may wind, may wind up being a good goalie with the stats that he's showing so far. They're going to need it. Yeah. Um, but Vegas, you know, with their fans, with what they're doing, 
with Eichel too. Um, I mean, they can always make a deal for another goalie. They're willing to give things up to try and go for it. So yeah, yeah that's you know, the big thing with Bill Foley. Like he said, he wanted to bring a championship there within the first five years, and he's seen. You know, he got there in the first year, he got to the final. But you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, like you said, they're not afraid to give up assets. But at what point are they going to get to have the cupboard? dry i mean look they gave up nick suzuki to montreal as part of the patch ready deal are they going to give start giving away more homegrown talent just to get better and, and win now we'll see i think this this is definitely something to keep an eye on for sure with this cycle stuff to vegas because it does make the most sense and they can make it work obviously that they would have to send a couple of players back obviously to so buffalo could get to the cap floor and they could fit that contract in once guys like a patch ready and stone return so Vegas is definitely a, te a team to keep uh, an eye on. They're starting to slowly move back up in the Pacific Division standings after some hot starts. And speaking of hot starts, let's t talk about, no pun intended, because they their team is the Flames. But the Calgary Flames are playing really good hockey right now. I mean, this team is motivated coming into this season. There was a lot of chatter about, you know, would Monaghan be traded? Would Lindholm be traded? Would Gaudreau be traded? Um, but, you know... As Mark has, has texted me, he said that, um, that you know, uh, Giordano, with him going to Seattle, this team hasn't missed a beat defensively, and they look really, really good doing so. I mean, yeah, the, things didn't start off great. They lost their first two games, one in overtime and, and one in regulation loss. But they've uh, strung out five straight wins, one of which against the Rangers, one of which against the Devils. They look good against Pittsburgh. You know, um, what was it? Andrew Mangiapane, ever since coming back from the World Championships, is a new man. Him and Lindholm, through, I believe, five games have seven goals apiece. And Jacob Markstrom, and yet, what can we say? But This guy has made so many great saves against Pittsburgh, and he's played really, really well for this team. And that was a big acquisition for them last year. Yeah. They're playing Sutter hockey, and we were worried and talking last year about when Sutter came in, his style of being, you know, big – heavy grinders and we were worried remember we were talking last year we didn't know if it was going to be a good fit uh, and early it on like it wasn't and early on it wasn't a good fit because the team struggled and they had opportunities to get past the canadians last year and they just couldn't do it and but it seems that sutter while they're still playing that sutter hockey he seems to make a slight adjustment with the players that he's had on this lineup because his offense seems to be more wide open now yeah they they played the Rangers uh, recently, uh, and they the ended the, the week on Monday. Yeah, five five one. The Rangers lost because they had the physicality to go along with the talent. It's like it's mixing, like you said. I mean, it seems it's opening up uh, cr creativity for the guys on the rush because they're doing a lot in the middle of the ice, and they're and they got the guys with the speed, and maybe you know. Maybe Sutter knows that certain guys on the team can't play his style fully. Maybe, you know, pull back a little bit and let your other guys, you know, do the work and, and let your offensive guys who can do the speed and the creativity do their thing in the offensive zone. Give them the freedom. And it looks like yeah. he gave, he's given them the freedom to, to, to maneuver. Absolutely he is. And a guy that's – showing that he loves playing for Daryl Sellers, Milan Luchas. He has two goals in the last oh. two games. He's He's been a force out there for, for Calgary, and they're playing really well. And like I said, there was a lot of talk. You know, there's a lot of pressure on this team to do well this year, and they're off to a good start. And, you know, credit to all the players. Just, you know what, look, 
they put the chatter aside. Yeah, Monahan's not had the best of year to start, but you know what? If the other players are going to keep doing what they're doing, then the Flames are in good hands, and they have a really, really good team. And let's stick in, let's stick in Alberta for a minute, and let's talk about the uh, the Edmonton Oilers, who are off to a good start as well. They lost their first game the other night to the Philadelphia Flyers, but Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl, the addition of Zach Hyman has been really playing wonders, and they're they're balancing their lineup more. And look what happens when. Like I've talked about this on other shows. We've talked about it here. Putting players in the right position to succeed. Desi Pugliarvi, a perfect example. Playing with Connor McDavid and having Zach Hyman on the other side. It's exactly what Toronto did. Putting Hyman with Marner and Matthews. And this guy has been a great acquisition. Look, is his contract a little high? Yeah. But in the short term, it's going to help them out. And this team is playing really, really good hockey right now. Their power plays clicking. And the Oilers were the second. They were my second favorite in this in this division behind Vegas. I said it was Vegas, Edmonton, and everybody else. Um, but maybe the Pacific isn't as weak as I thought it was going to be. And Edmonton's playing well. Yeah. Um, the only thing, you know, like with Smith, I think he got, he got hurt. And he got it. He's he's older. They got it. They got to give him that defense is really good. I mean, the defense is pretty good, but they're going to have to give the goalies a little more defensive help as the season goes on. And Hyman, like we keep talking about with the Flames, Hyman, Kadri, those kind of guys that you need in the playoffs that they keep they keep signing the high talent names and they're not keeping the guys who win in the playoffs. Hyman is doing a lot for, for them, for Edmonton, um, solidifying the top six. With the way he plays, it, yeah, he they paid him, you know, a little high, but guys like that are needed to make playoff runs. Right. Maybe not for the course of the whole season, but if you get to the playoffs, you're glad to have guys like that. Which Toronto, you know, was trying to figure out for themselves how you get those kind of guys to help out your talent, to do the dirty work, go in the corners, dish not look to, for the goal, look to pass off, you know, too much talent. You know, guys guys want to do it for themselves. You need guys who are going to be unselfish. I mean, it's hockey. I mean, but that's uh, chemistry. Now, now what makes Hyman work so well is he can go in a gritty area and get the pucks out and dig the pucks out for those star players so those star players don't have to put themselves in that position. Hyman can get to the front of the net. He's such a vital player. It's a shame he couldn't stay in Toronto because you can clearly see – you know, again, everything seems to revolve around Toronto, uh, but you could clearly see that they're missing him. It, it just isn't fitting with the players that they have there, but credit to Edmonton and going and getting him. Um, again, now they've balanced that lineup. They don't have to have McDavid and Drysaddle always together. You know, Yamamoto's there. You have uh, Nugent Hopkins. So they have nice depth down the middle. They're getting depth scoring as well. It's not always relying on Connor and Leon to do things. They have other players now. Their back end is solid, you know, Kevin Clefbaum back is good. Darnell Nurse is a player in this league. Well, is, is he getting paid a little bit more money than he probably should be? Yes, but you know what? He's showing why. Now, like you said, back to the goaltending. Mike Smith's hurt. Now it relies on Koskinen. Do they go find somebody? I think he'll be back from injury soon enough, but the Oilers need to have a healthy Mike Smith because he's shown he can still play in this league. Yeah, I mean, Koskinen's been on – Unfortunately, I mean, the, the, the ex-GM gave him that contract, and they've wanted to get rid of Koskinen since since that contract. Um, 
you can't rely. You're gonna have to have Smith be healthy. I mean, I mean, have they changed their mind on Koskinen? You know, I don't know. I mean, right I mean, now he's the guy that they have to rely on right now. I mean, look, and they played a good game against the Flyers, but give the Flyers credit for coming in there and getting the win um, on Wednesday night. So, you know, look, the, these teams are playing well, and it's good to have teams like Calgary and Edmonton because, you know, re recently the Battle of Alberta hasn't been the greatest, but now since the Oilers are better, Flames are good, these games are going to matter, the rivalry is going to increase, and, and these, these points are going to matter in the regular season again. Um, you know, staying in that, you know, staying, it will shift over to the Pacific Northwest. Talk about the Kraken here, uh, new team, expansion team, uh, you know, having their struggles early. Last couple games, they're starting to put it together uh, again, finally. I think it took some time under Dave Haxtall, even though they had an offseason and a training camp. You want to see how these players click together. It took some time, but they're starting to move back up the rankings uh, in, the, in the Pacific Division. I pegged them as a, as a playoff uh, team because the, the Pacific Division is so weak. But realizing how Calgary's good, I think San Jose's coming back to earth uh, finally. And let's see what Vancouver's does. But, you know, you could have Seattle and Vancouver battling out for a final playoff spot. I really do like their team. Their offense is starting to click a little bit. Defensively, I didn't think when I saw them live, I didn't think they were the greatest. But I think they're starting to play a lot better. Like I said, having that little break for their home opener now, they're starting to click a little bit. And Grubauer and Ned is starting to play better. I, let's hope they can get Drieger back from IR because that that's a decent combination right there. That that that's it. I mean, they're, they're from the the concrete, which is the goal, the goal crease. I mean, you can't score five goals if you're gonna. You can't score five goals if your goalies aren't gonna be able to hold down the fort for two, maybe three. Their their goaltending tandem, like we've constantly talked about, Grubauer. And Dryer coming from Florida, Canucks have Demko and Halak. They got the best backup goalie to back up Demko. Who you don't want to make the playoffs against Demko? Demko showed no. himself that allowed Markstrom to go to Vancouver two years ago. Um, it's all about can they score enough to take advantage of the goal goaltending they have. You know, make winning three two games because they're not going to win five three games. No, they don't have that kind of offensive. You know, let's say talent. I mean, you never know. Chem chemistry could overtake talent if these guys click, but their goaltending gives them that opportunity to get maybe a, well, one of the top four spots. And Vancouver, I mean, they have a great goaltending. Vancouver, I have Vancouver second. In this, because I mean, look, Vancouver's Halak, gotta, yeah. I mean, Halak over Dragon, Dragon would be great, but Halak is the ultimate backup goalie professional. And Demko has shown himself in the playoffs, it's the, it's the regular season, he needs to be a little better because some goalies, again, do it in don't do it in, in the playoffs and do it in the regular season. And Demko proved that he can do it in the playoffs, so you don't want Vancouver making the playoffs. No, you don't. I mean, look, Vancouver's got a good team, little struggles right now. You know, they need to get Pedersen going. They need to get their offense going. They got, you know, they got their contracts resolved this year with Quinn Hughes and Pedersen and all those guys. And they have they have a good team right now. And, and you know, it's again, it's still early. 
But you got to hope that those players start to, to play up to their ability. You know, everything's got to start to click defensively. They got to play a little bit better. Um, you know, again, you said, like you said, you have Demko. I think, you know, I said he's off to a slow start, but having Halak is definitely going to help him. You know, for some reason, he played better with Markstrom and he played good last year. But I think it all for the Canucks, it relies on their offense and it revolves around Pedersen. Let's see if they, Horvath can go, Brock Vesser, JT Miller, all those guys. They brought in Oliver Ekman Larson on the back end. Connor Garland's part of that deal. He's looking really good for that team. So, you know, Vancouver's got weapons, especially if they start to make a run and start to click. That's going to be a team that you're going to want to watch. And if Seattle is going to get, is starting to play like this. You know, if those two teams are battling uh, for a final playoff spot, that's how a rivalry is going to be born. And I like Seattle. Seattle starting up. you know, the guys that needed to get off the schneid, like Gords, like at Eberle up front for Seattle, they finally did. And so they're going to be able to start be more confident offensively. You know, they were gripping a stick a little bit. So I really like what they're doing in Seattle. I, I think those are the teams you're going to have to watch, you know, it's a shame, like like a guy, like Quentin Byfield got hurt um, for uh, for LA to start the year because LA had expectations. The Kings had expectations coming in the year that they were going to potentially contend for a playoff spot. Drew Daly's out for eight weeks with it with a, a knee injury. Sean Walker's done for the year. So on that right side, they're a little weaker, and those guys were driving the offense from the back end. But Kopitar's putting up numbers. Dustin Brown's having a good year. It seems like Quick's playing well, and Cal Peterson's the backup. Peterson's going today against uh, here on a Saturday against Montreal. Uh, so, you know, the Kings have a good team, um, but it's definitely going to be uh, tougher with those two injuries. The Ducks and Sharks seem to be rebuilding out in California. Uh, even though the Sharks we talked about last week got off to a nice start, they've starting to come back to earth a little bit, uh, especially with their goaltending. And the Ducks, you know, they're going to be a competitive team this year with guys like uh, Zegras uh, out there at Henrik. Uh, John Gibson is always a player um, for them. And they have a lot of free agents on that back end, like Manson, like Lynn, uh, Lindholm. So we'll see if those guys get moved. But I, the, the Ducks have a good team this year. Well, they do. And, and Gibson, I mean, no one even mentions his name anymore. And he was, you know, for years – Best U.S. goalie, forget U.S., but best goalie in the league. And the Ducks, you know, unfortunately, you know, not rebuild, but rebuild on the fly. And, you know, any any goalie that's going to be subjected to a lot of shots, especially high scoring shots, can be can be exposed. Gibson Gibson could definitely rebound and carry this team. But you're going to need, you know, you're going to need more from from the offense, from the defense. You know, if the defense can play like like Seattle, like def Seattle ex expansion, they did. You know, they exp uh, made a very pretty pretty solid defense with their goaltending tandem. That's why they can make the playoffs. If if maybe Anaheim can give Gibson a little more um, defensive help on that back end, I mean, I don't I don't have them making the playoffs, but you never know. I mean, they got the names, but the and thing guys is, it's like it, it, they can be playing. You, you got a guy like Ricard Raquel who's, you know, played, who's always, you know, putting up points. But, again, he's injured again and he's hurt. Max Jones is hurt. They ha It's a younger team. But you could see the stars of, you know, that played for the U.S. national team, like Azegris, uh, is, is fitting in nicely. The key for Gibson is, is, gonna, is he going to want to be there 
through this rebuild, but you're going to, you need a goalie to get you through a rebuild and John Gibson's the guy. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think he's playing really well. You know, no one really talks about him. Like you said, there were times the past couple seasons, his name came up with Vezina talk because just of the numbers he's putting up. So he's, he's a good goaltender for them. Like I said, you know, the California teams are in a rebuild for so many years. Those teams are constantly in the playoffs and, and it was good for hockey. Now, you know, it appears like the Canadian teams are going to be taking over Vegas as well. So, you know, the Pacific division is a little bit more wide open than the other divisions. You know, you really only have a couple teams at the top uh, before you get to the rest of the group. Like everybody else is bunched up and then the other teams towards the bottom, you know, um, you know, Mark, gave me his predictions and he's, he said Vegas, Edmonton, Seattle, Calgary, similar to what I have um, because I think Seattle and Vancouver are going to be battling. I, I like the way Calgary is playing this year. Um, he says the rest aren't even close. He wants to, uh, he mentions Jamie Drysdale, another duck. Uh, he's a good player. So that's a player you're, um, you're not going to want to miss, miss out for him. And he's like, and he's like the way Duncan Keith has fit in with, Edmonton as well on the back end. We talked touched on the Oilers before, but you know they're putting in a, him in a position to succeed. They're not expecting too much from him. Unlike what you know, I don't want to keep harping on this, but Zdeno Char on Long Island, the Islanders are probably going to try to make an upgrade on the left side. But you know they're not utilizing him the right way. They're trying to still play him in the top four, and I don't know if that's the best for him because if you look at his stats this year, they're just not the greatest. And if you watch some of his play. It's just not been good. Um, but you know what? The Islanders, you know, they lost in a shootout today. It's unfortunate, but they've been playing well on this road trip. They pick up another point. So they they got back in action after coming back east. So I think this is one they're going to want to want back because they played really well in this game today. But, again, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how these teams – you know, it's again, it's only the first couple of weeks of the season. Teams, some teams haven't even played eight games yet. You know, where's everything going to fall out in these standings? But you know what? Like I said, the, to me, the Metro's the you know the toughest to pick. The, the Pacific is a little bit more easier because it's more wide open. Yeah, like you said. I mean, I have it too. I had Vegas number one. I went on a limb to say the Canucks will take, will finish second. Um, I picked the Oilers third only because the goaltending starting with Smith and his age and it's a full season and Koskinen, I mean, they don't, they didn't have faith in Koskinen all these years, which got the GM fired for giving him that contract. They've been trying to trade him and they need, now they need him to, to really be there and do his part of Smith is going to be out for long periods of time to, in order to make the third or the fourth, because they got the offense can outscore anybody. Um, and then I picked the Flames fourth to make the fourth spot because Markstrom, you know, he proved it with, with Vancouver. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, he proved it with Vancouver, which, you know, he made the playoffs and had a great year that year. And, um, I mean, but their backup is, you know, not with any experience. But the Flames look like they may have figured something out and sort of found something in them is going to make it very hard to play against them. I picked them number four with the Kings number five, possibly right. fighting, fighting it out. I don't, I mean, I only reason why I didn't pick the crack and I picked the crack in six is only because 
I mean, they got the greatest goaltending and de and defense. Do they have enough offense? That's the to key. Win more games than less and lose a lot of points because they don't have that one two guys that they can, you know, count on at the end that they can set up and put in a spot. They don't. Their their team. They're an offense. You know, almost by committee. No one's gearing in on one guy when you play no. against them. So it's it's more of um, you know, a, a grinding team, but they got the defense and the goaltending that could get them in the fourth spot and get them in the playoffs, like you said. Yeah, definitely. So it's going to be interesting to watch. A lot of good hockey tonight. Um, you know, before we get out of here, touch on the Rangers. They, they actually played a Kraken tomorrow. They played a, they actually played a Columbus team last night. Looked pretty good doing it. Uh, Igor Shesterkin with the shutout. How about uh, Elvis on the other side, tipping his cap at the end? Given, yeah, what he did. That's respect Telling his right guys there. to hold back, and he's raising his stick to Shashurskin because he's watching him play. He's what he saw what he did, and I mean, goalies, no matter what, you 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 give respect to the other guy you're playing against. That if you're going to lose, and the other guy you see, the other guy is just out of his mind playing. That's respect. Yeah, definitely respect. Tortorella would not have allowed him to do that. No. <laughs> No, not for sure. I no. mean, look, Columbus is a good team. I mean, look, the Rangers are playing the way they're supposed to be playing. The expectations on them, we touch on every week. You know, we know what they need to do this season. Um, it's playoffs or bust, and that's the case because if if they don't, then what were the changes for? And they're progressing in the right direction, um, and now they're going to go out to play Seattle on Sunday night, which should be a fun game to watch. It should because – Rangers are trying to be a more physical team, and and Seattle's going to give them everything. And you may not be able to get through that defense to get and, and get to the goalie. They're going to have no. to – I mean, it's matchups. It's amazing how, how matchups in certain styles can shut down a team. Right. Like They just instance, can't play like, against certain styles. Like, like well, I knew this was going to happen because the Rangers came back from that road trip 4-0, but usually after that first game after a road trip, you come back home, you lose, and I could I could see that coming a mile away. And when Cal off the first puck drop, Calgary was just ready to play, and, and the Rangers weren't. But they had a nice bounce back win after some time off, yeah. and uh, looks like they're going to be ready for another road trip here, uh, going out west. So it's going to be interesting. The Devils are back in action uh, on on the road here Saturday night against Pittsburgh, and guess who's back in the lineup? Oh, Sidney Crosby and Jeff Carter. What a shock! Uh, so before they head out west, they got a couple of games this weekend. But you know what? You know it's good that it's good that good the uh, metro area teams are doing well, and you know I, it's going to be fun. I, I like trying to stay up late, watch some of these games, these West Coast games, because you don't really see these teams too much. And when they come out east, you want to watch them. And from what I've seen, I, I like I like I said at the game, I thought I was impressed with Seattle on certain things. Other aspects, I wasn't. But again, it's a young team, and they're trying to gel. So I, let's see if they can get improve each game. Because that's what the best teams do in the league. They try to improve each game day by day. So, you know, it's going to be fun hockey to watch this year. And look at Jerry. Looks like Jerry's having a bounce back year. I, I think, you know, he's gone through two years since Flurry was traded. Well, Murray. Murray, Murray was, was traded, yeah. And it looks like Jerry is playing at a number one, number one goalie status. Um, and now you get Sid and – I mean, come on, it's, the Pittsburgh, it's Pittsburgh or Washington. We, we talked about that. Washington has to watch out. Yeah, I mean, Washington's playing well, but they've come back to earth a little bit, a couple of wins, 
couple of losses to some teams, you know, especially Detroit. Detroit's a good team. They're, they're playing well. Detroit is. Detroit, I think, is on the precipice of they're, – They're on the rise for sure. One of those teams you're going to want to watch, especially with Nadelkovich and Grice. Grice was underrated in New York, and, yeah. and he's showing why with Detroit. So that's a team you're going to want to watch and, and follow, especially with the young kids on that team. But, yeah, like I said, I'm always intrigued now to watch Flames games, Oilers. I, I, I had them. I did a piece for uh, Full Press Hockey, NHL Insights, looking at five teams, surprising starts, Calgary number one. Uh, again, like we said, Daryl Sutter and everything. So um, any games that catch your eye tonight, later tonight, any any games you're, you're looking forward to? Um, no, again, like I, I once wrote, I mean, I said I put on, I put like with, when I watch the Rangers, my wife has to close the door. Yeah. You know, every other team I could watch and, and just appreciate what's going on, the talent, the plays, you know, it's the game of hockey. I mean, so since the Rangers aren't playing tonight, I mean, I'll watch every game just to watch the love of, of the talent of, of the game. I mean, yeah. I don't get excited. I'm going, whoa, yeah, you know, whoa, that's good. But I don't, oh, come on. Right, right, you know, right. So as a hockey fan, I love it. I love Saturday, Saturday, Canada, Saturday night in Canada. Forget it. Yeah, so you're going to have Detroit and, and Toronto as the main game on, on Hockey Night Canada tonight at 7 o'clock. You know, That's going to be the Bruins. That'll be good here on a Saturday night as well. So a lot of fun hockey to watch tonight. Uh, so it's definitely going to be uh, fun hockey for sure. It always is. It's always this our, the pre-show to the pre-show of Hockey Night in Canada. But, Jay, thanks for coming in and doing with us today on a new format here at 4 o'clock at a new time. And uh, thanks for everybody who was tuning in here on The Last Word on Hockey here on Mad Radio Network. This has been Season 3, Episode 4. Have a good night, everybody, and enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. Thanks again, Jim.